You're listening to Kyle Warren. Well, I suppose we could ask the question, what's wrong with Joe Biden? Uh, But I think that would take up like the whole program. But what's wrong with Joe Biden specifically as it relates to him talking about how Armageddon is going to ensue? Now, he said this, by the way, to a group of donors. We'll, We'll tell you all about that here on the program today. But you remember, folks, remember back when President Ronald Reagan was talking about creating a system by which you could shoot down intercontinental ballistic missiles before they ever hit us? Remember how that was ridiculed? Well, now we've got the specter of Armageddon again? Thanks, Joe Biden. Stay with us, folks. All right, welcome everyone around the globe and across the net. It is the Friday slash weekend edition. That's right, folks. It's the day of the week when we keep you entertained and informed a little bit more than we do throughout the rest of the week, if that's even humanly possible. And as always, we do our level best to send you off into your weekend with a smile. Oh, thank you very much. A singing host making his contractually mandated and obligatory appearance here on the program. And we are going to send you into your weekend with a smile despite the specter of Armageddon, evidently, that's now hanging over our heads thanks to uh, Joe Biden's uh, bizarre statements on the matter having to do with Vladimir Putin, Russia, and Ukraine, and so forth. We'll get into that here on the program today. But first, welcome to the show. It's the Kyle Warren Show. I'm your host, Kyle Warren. Glad to be with you. Welcome to everybody finding this program uh, from my appearances on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program six nights a week nationally and in some cases internationally uh, on the program uh, with the host, Captain Matt Bruce, of course. Uh, and we'll be live again tonight or early Saturday morning, really. I guess is the technical term uh, for the Captain's America weekend edition of the Third Watch. And that all happens at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Simply go to kylewarrenshow.com. We have links to listen to the Captain's flagship station of AM860, The Answer, right there in Tampa, Florida. Uh, You can also go to theanswertampa.com. You can also go to the Captain's America Third Watch.com. That's the Captain's America Third Watch.com to find ways to hear the program. We sure would like to hear from you. Uh, you can call in an opine as well. And that all happens 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern Time, Captain's America Third Watch radio program. And by the way, before we get started here today, I do want to tell you that uh, uh, everybody at the Captain's America, plus all the other great uh, radio programs uh, there at Salem, they are partnering with, and we want to tell you about it as well, they are partnering with uh, Food for the Poor, and they are really helping uh, to. Uh, to get uh, relief out to those victims and the people impacted by Hurricane Ian. So go to foodforthepoor.org. That's foodforthepoor.org. Any donation is uh, is absolutely needed. You know, many hands make light work, and a lot of people donating, a lot of people coming alongside those who have literally lost everything, have nowhere to go. Um, your donation will help 
immensely because it goes together with so many others. So that's foodforthepoor.org. There are also other great ways you can help as well. Your local church, synagogue, uh, organizations and so forth that are gathering together supplies uh, to be sent or you can make donations there. You can also go to redcross.org. But there's a great outpouring of love and kindness and help and that are going out to the people in Florida, especially in the Fort Myers Beach area, especially in the Punta Gorda area, uh, Port Charlotte and so forth, all these uh, Sanibel Island. And by the way, it's really uh, good to know now that the Army Corps of Engineers was able to get that temporary bridge going so that those uh, people on Sanibel Island, they can get supplies they need. We actually get trucks full of stuff onto the island. So they're making progress. They're also making progress in getting power restored to many in the area. Although I, I do believe, though, Places like Fort Myers Beach, uh, for example, are going to, it's going to take quite some time, I'm afraid, to get power back on, even before they start even being able to let most of those um, residents back on to the island. So it's a long process, and we're going to be with them every step of the way, and uh, so we hope that you can help out uh, today. Well, folks, once again, welcome to the program, and don't forget, you can go to kylewarrenshow.com. There you can subscribe to the podcast, and uh, you can send me a message. We'd love to hear from you, and you can also find us on great podcast services like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, Podcast Republic, just to name a few, and so go to kylewarrenshow.com show.com today. All right. Well, Armageddon, are we, are we in for Armageddon? I, this is really getting out of control. You know, back in the eighties, you know, we were, we were constantly thinking about the specter of nuclear war. Um, you know, obviously Hollywood would make movie after movie, about uh, nuclear holocausts and so forth, and going to the brink of nuclear destruction. Uh, some were very serious uh, kinds of kinds of dramas. Others uh, serious, but in some cases uh, uh, even lighthearted or comedic. When you looked at a movie like War Games, uh, for example, the advent of computers um, in the sense of controlling things and and relying on computers not to make decisions per se. Although remember that big computer in War Games called the Whopper, right? <laughs> what was that? called it was the war operation planned response computer or something like that and it would make these um it was like artificial intelligence of the time right and it would make these decisions based on first strikes and who shot what first and what happened and then how you would the, would respond and of course the winning move is not to play right it's like a game of, of tic-tac-toe or something. or chat, you know, it's a, The winning move is not to play um, it, it, because obviously every single move winds up with a horrible, horrible outcome. But it's, so we would explore those topics back then. The Soviet Union was in full force. Uh, it, was, um, it was something that was on everybody's minds. Even Sting, right? He wrote the song back in the mid-'80s, If the Russians Love Their Children Too. The song was called Russians, but the refrain was, If the Russians Love Their Children Too, right? Well, here we go, and here's, here's Joe Biden now talking about um, if, if Vladimir Putin uses some kind of tactical nuclear device uh, that there's going to be Armageddon will ensue. And, of course, now the White House has tried to walk all that back again. How many times does the White House have to keep walking back? Um, statements by the president. I mean, he said we're going to defend Taiwan if the China invades, and they had to walk that back. Then he said it again. Then he wanted to walk it back again, and this goes on and on. 
Um, it's very concerning on a lot of different fronts, the least of which, of course, is the use of nuclear weapons. And uh, the, or the, the one that we're really concerned about is that, obviously. But we've got more to tell you about. We'll tell you exactly what the president said and what Corrine Jean-Pierre said right after this. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVET's highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETS can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETS helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVETS service officer or to learn more, visit AmVets.org. Hey, I'm going out to buy those shelves for the closet. Oh, will you pick up 800 lumen bulbs? Honey, I love you, but 800 more flowers? You'll give the neighbors a real reason to think we're wacky. <laughs> Not flower bulbs, light bulbs. Come on, Dad. Lumens tell you how bright a bulb is. Our 60-watt bulbs give off about 800 lumens. We can replace them with new 800 lumen bulbs. Bulbs just as bright that use much less energy. So, we'll save money. Yes, and we can use that money to increase my allowance. Right. <laughs> Wise guy. Worth a try. So, you got that? Got it. No tulips, no watts, 800 lumens, and more savings. He got it. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well, bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com. I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. Yes, it is. And thank you very much, Mr. Ron Edwards. We appreciate that. We are back, folks. We are back from break, and we have a lot to tell you about. And we're going to actually hear an Edwards Notebook here in just a little bit as well. But... Don't forget, you can go to KyleWarrenShow.com. That's KyleWarrenShow.com. There you can subscribe to the podcast. You can send me a message. You can listen to the program. All kinds of great stuff. And we hope that you can do that today. We're on Podcast Republic, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And you know what? We keep going up and up and up, just like the music is doing right there. And that's for one reason and one reason only. And that's because of you, the listener. Thank you for subscribing to the program. Thank you for telling your friends about the program. Thank you for your nice comments, by the way. We really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. I got some nice comments the other day and uh, uh, really 
really did uh, really did uh, uh, warm my heart. I appreciate it very much. And uh, we have so much to talk about, so much to do. Uh, we got to get right back to it. But right before we do, as you know, many of you hear me on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program six nights a week, uh, starting at 2 a.m. Eastern Time, 11 p.m. Pacific. Go to KyleWarrenShow.com for links uh, to listen. You can also listen on the GCN feed. That's the Genesis Communication Networks. That's the syndicator for the program. And um, that's the satellite feed. And you can listen there as well all through the day because all four hours of the program play throughout the day, back to back, over and over until the show is live again, in which time it kicks right in and you'll hear us live. Um, and of course, the captain and I bring you the very latest in breaking news across the across the United States, really across the world, um, in the overnights in America. And uh, we're so glad uh, to hear from all of you throughout the overnight and know that you're out there and uh, we're right there with you. Well, the captain, of course, Captain Matt Bruce, has asked me to tell everybody who's listening to this program, The Kyle Warren Show, all about the great products at MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell, of course. And um, you can uh, go over there right now, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com. Scroll down to the Radio Listener Specials page, and you're going to find all kinds of great deals. You can shop for what you, for whatever you uh, whatever you like, and then when you're all ready to check out, use the promo code CAPTAIN. Just one word, CAPTAIN. That's the only promo code you need. Just use the promo code CAPTAIN. You'll be helping out this program, and of course, you'll be helping out the captain's program um, as well. And by the way, you know, we sleep on, uh, Mrs. Professor and I, we sleep on the Giza sheets every night. Everybody in my family has a my pillow. I uh, wouldn't sleep on anything else. Mrs. Professor has the uh, the slippers, the original slippers, by the way. So, I don't know, I'm thinking maybe Christmas uh, Christmas present there for Mrs. Professor. Maybe get her a pair of the brand new slippers, the all new slippers there. Uh, and uh, But they do keep her feet really warm. She loves them. And, uh, of course, also, we have the towels sets. These towel sets are amazing. You definitely want to try them out. They're the best towels you'll ever get. You won't get any other towel set after that. Uh, you'll always stick with the My Pillow towels. Uh, they're that great. You see exactly what they do on the commercials, and they really are something. So we uh, encourage you to go to MyPillow.com today. And if you don't want to go on the internet and put in your credit card, you can also call them at 1-800-641-5459. That's 1-800-641-5459. Use the promo code CAPTAIN and uh, you'll get a great deal in the end there, of, of course. So, all right, so let's continue. Now, Joe Biden is worried about or telling us, some, or, well, actually not us. He's not telling us. He's telling donors, right? He's telling donors about the prospect of Armageddon happening. Now, this is this is really, really something because, again, once we go start going down that that road, once we start going down that road, that there's going to be Armageddon. Uh, we're, we're not going to be, uh, you know, in in good shape, obviously, because it is it is very scary. It's very scary indeed uh, to uh, to think about this. Now, of course, he was at a fundraiser, and this is from the Guardian. The White House has said that Joe Biden's warning of Armageddon, if Russia uses a nuclear weapon in Ukraine, was not based on any new intelligence, suggesting uh, nuclear use is imminent. See, now this is something, because when the President of the United States goes out and starts saying something, um, you, you know, we, we take it seriously. Everybody has to take it seriously, no doubt about that. For example, when, the, when President Biden said we, that we, as the United States, would directly 
get involved militarily if China, if and when China uh, invades Taiwan, right, to, quote, reunify everything, um, that's, that's significant. That is significant. And because it is thought that when the president, any president speaks, they're making, they're speaking policy. This is, this is from the president. It's not from a statement. It's not from a press secretary. It's not a rumor. It's not something an aide has said to somebody. This is the president speaking publicly. That's huge, right? Well, here we go again. Here's, here's Joe Biden talking about what's going to happen. Uh, and if and when he's speaking, is he talking about things that have been brought to his attention via the intelligence community? That is a fair question, and it's and it's a routine type question. Where did this come from? Back to the article. The U.S. president issued his warning at a private fundraising event in New York on Thursday evening in his most outspoken remarks yet on the threat of wartime nuclear weapons being used for the first time since 1945. Biden described the current standoff over Ukraine with Vladimir Putin threatening to use all means at his disposal to defend Russia and the territory it has seized in Ukraine as the most dangerous nuclear moment since the Cuban Missile Crisis 60 years ago this month month. Um, He is not joking when he talks about the potential use of tactical nuclear weapons, Biden told donors. I don't think there's any such thing as an ability to easily use a tactical nuclear weapon and not end up with Armageddon. The remarks marked a departure from Biden's normally cautious tone in response to Putin's threats, but the White House spokeswoman, Karine Jean-Pierre, said on Friday they did not reflect any new intelligence from Ukraine, or from the Ukraine conflict, that is, adding that there was no information of Russia preparing to imminently use nuclear weapons. The president was speaking about concerns. Well, actually, you know what? We, we've got a, an audio of this. It's an audio, and I believe this comes from, it's a, part of a CNN report. We'll hear the first part of that there. But then you'll hear Karine Jean-Pierre talking about what the president, what he meant to say, what he really said, or what he didn't have to say. Well, let's, let's just listen in. The prospect of Armageddon since Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis. I don't think any such thing as the ability to easily use a tactical nuclear weapon and not end up with Armageddon. The White House press secretary says the comments were not based on new intel, but the president's way of underscoring Putin's threat. The president's comments has been uh, very consistent. He was reinforcing what we have been saying, uh, which is how seriously we have take we take these threats about nuclear weapons as we have done when the Russians have made these threats throughout the conflict. So the kind of irresponsible rhetoric we have seen is no way for the leader of a nuclear armed state to speak. And that's what the president was making very clear about. All right. So but the also the thing is, the American president, Joe Biden, um, is having trouble, shall we say, making uh, trying to make this conflict go away. But in reality, he shouldn't be having this much trouble making this conflict go away. And of course, also, why do we even see this conflict in the first place? Now, there's a lot there's a lot to do with Vladimir Putin here. There's no doubt about it. I've said since day one he wants to be Vlad the Great. Listeners to this program, listeners to the Captain's America uh, know that I've been saying since day one that Putin wants to go down in history in one way or another as Vlad the Great. Whether he goes in a blaze of glory or whether he's successful, quote unquote, in starting to reconstitute his version of the Soviet Empire. Um, And I think that's a very dangerous combination because 
he doesn't care what happens in the end, in, in my opinion. Um, you know, he's got health issues. We, we are pretty sure about, um, that it's, it's could be pretty bad, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and he may be looking to do something before, before it's too late for him in that sense. But for Joe Biden to make these kinds of comments, it does put, uh, uh, it, it does put other world leaders into a very, very, uh, uh, a bad position or, or scary position, actually, this is what the word I'm looking for, a very scary position, because they don't know exactly what's going to happen. Uh, back to this article, European leaders reacted cautiously to Biden's use of stark vocabulary. Emmanuel Macron was critical when asked about the issue, saying he would not enter into political fiction. He said, we must speak with prudence when commenting on such matters. And on it goes. And um, so here, here's the thing. Joe Biden, I think, could do a lot more than what he's doing right now in order to turn off the Ukraine conf- conflict. But you got to ask yourself this question. Are they shifting the focus onto Putin um, and extending this problem such that they don't have to talk about domestic issues? But when we come back, we'll hear from a member of Congress who's also saying that Putin and uh, and Saudi Arabia are the October surprise for fuel. you got to hear this, folks. You, you won't believe it. Stay right there. We will be right back right after this. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more. So stay right there. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on The Kyle Warren Show. To the many good and decent men of America, a time of reflecting upon and showing appreciation for all you do. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Browns Coffee. You often pay for a dinner that no one was grateful for. Sometimes you didn't know if you'd make it to payday. Thank you for trying your best to be a good man in society that often devalues men. Though you sometimes see your life passing by with your dreams still only in thoughts, you keep it together. For who in this society cares anyway? Most likely, you, the good men of America, will not hear, but I'm proud of you, even though those words of encouragement would help encourage you. You work long hours and leave all the day's frustration at the door in order to be there for your children. Because, like my own dearly departed dad, that's what dads do. Yes, the many good men of America shoulder the weight of the world for their families and, when needed, their country as well. To the many too often unrecognized and underappreciated good men of America, I, Ron Edwards, salute you in appreciation. God bless you, God bless America, and may America bless God. I'm Ron Edwards. Find out where you can enjoy the Ron Edwards American Experience via theronedwards.com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. You're listening to Kyle Warren. All 
right. Welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through the Friday slash weekend edition of the program. It is, in fact, Friday, October 7th, 2022. And boy, do we have an awful lot more uh, to tell you about on the uh, program today. Well, of course, as we right as we went to the, the previous break, uh, we were thinking about Vladimir Putin. Of course, Vladimir Putin is a bad actor. He's a dictator. Uh, we know all these different things. But at the same time, the Biden administration, I think, in many ways, wants to try to emphasize the idea that he is the boogeyman. He is he is responsible for all these bad things in America somehow. Um, and as opposed to having to really talk about their failures with domestic policy. Now, of course, make no mistake, we're not louding Putin. We never have. We never will. Um, we're not puppets of Putin. But we're trying to analyze what in the heck the Biden administration's even doing because things have gotten a lot worse. I think that you can uh, you can agree. Now, uh, of course, the idea also has to do with gas prices, which are the uh, are really the huge root of the inflation that we've been seeing because it pushes up prices for everything else. And gas prices have been skyrocketing once again, uh, especially here in Southern California. I drove by a station yesterday; it was almost seven dollars a gallon. Um, and just a little uh, further down the road, closer to my home, it was six dollars. I think 39 cents a gallon. Um, so it's it's gone up everywhere. We're hearing all about, well, it's the refinery this and the refinery that. And uh, people are, they're, they're really fed up. Um, they're, they're, they don't like these kinds of excuses. They just know that a very short time ago, relatively speaking, gas was very affordable. Now it's not. And it's causing them to have to make decisions about their lives that they didn't think they'd have to be making on a regular basis, having to do with what food they're going to buy at the store and how things are going to go and all this other kind of stuff. They are... Very, very concerned, to say the least. So, now, we're going to have uh, listen to an, another report here, but this has Representative Pramila uh, uh, Jayapal, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. She's talking about this idea that OPEC production cut is a, quote, October surprise. And here you have Putin and Saudi Arabia trying to influence the midterm elections. Oh, my goodness gracious me. Well, first, we're going to hear what she says, but then we're going to talk about this in the sense that, well, wait a minute. If if this is the October surprise in order to help Republicans get elected, well, Joe Biden also, it, it's not that he could wave a magic wand, but he could do things to offset the major cuts in oil production. That would be the big influence, I guess, to influence the election. In other words, there are things Joe Biden could do, even if Representative Jayapal was, let's just say for sake of argument, that she's correct. Well, Joe Biden could easily head that off at the pass. We'll tell you about that. Let's listen in to what she said, though, first. Let's listen in. Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal. She is the chair of the Congressional Progressive Caucus. Congresswoman what did President Biden get out of his fist bump with the Saudi crown prince when the Saudi-led coalition is now going ahead with this major cut? I remember at the time you had expressed concern about him going to Saudi Arabia. That's exactly right, Pamela. That's what I was going to say is I never thought that was a good idea. I thought that we had to get much tougher 
with the Saudis. I didn't think that going on a visit, if there was diplomacy to be had, perhaps it needed to be had behind the scenes. But we do have leverage with the Saudis. The Saudis do need us. My friend Rokana is is correct that the Saudis depend on us for a lot of support. But in addition, we have tools within Congress in terms of uh, you know, being able to, for example, repeal sovereign immunity, which the Biden White House made. Uh, they didn't specifically say that, but there was some uh, mention in their press release about being able to use some of the tools that Congress has to, for example, repeal sovereign immunity from antitrust legislation that would allow us to punish oil producers who try to manipulate prices for profit. Okay, and so stop, I think that- stop right there. Okay, here's the thing, and we're going to hear a little bit more of this. I just wanted you to hear the setup with all that. Where she's going, well, it's the Saudis. We could do all this stuff. We could repeal sovereign immunity. We could do this. And, and uh, you know, there should have been more diplomacy. Well, why was Joe Biden even going to Saudi Arabia, right? Why does he have to fist bump the crown prince? Because we're trying to get them to do more oil for us. We're trying to make sure that they can give us some oil. Well, here's the thing. And maybe Congresswoman Jayapal doesn't realize this. And maybe she, I think she does. But I'll just say it rhetorically anyway. Maybe she doesn't realize that we, and you know what? I'm going to do a Joe Biden whisper right here, okay? Maybe what the congresswoman doesn't realize is we have oil. We we have oil, okay? That's a Joe Biden whisper right there. Now, I don't know. Can we do a Joe Biden whisper with like a really big echo on it or something like this? Try it. It's, it's we have oil. We have it. We have oil. Okay, yeah, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> so we do have oil. We have we have oil here. Okay, and so we don't need to go fist bump the, the crown prince because we, like I just said, we have oil. It's <laughs> just three simple words. But they don't care that we have oil, right? This has nothing to do with that. Because why? Because we're still going to go into an incredible transition. Let's listen in to the congresswoman some more. I think we're going to hear it right there. There These are some of the things that we have to look at because it is clear to me that this move was done between MBS and Putin and others who uh, want to affect the U.S. election. I just don't see how else you can look at this a month before the election. Okay, stop right there. This is MBS and this is Putin and they're influencing the election. Here we go. Oh, boy. Yes. Well, of course. Well, that's the only reason. That's all it could be. That's, that's the whole thing. But here's the thing. Again, we, yep, all together now, we have oil. <laughs> President Biden could head this off at the pass. He could, he could thwart the nefarious plans of Vladimir Putin and MBS. He could thwart their nefarious plans by simply drilling for oil, Right. And drill, baby, drill, and stop demonizing the um, the oil companies, and say, look, we got to get we got to get people moving, we got to get inflation down, we got to get fuel prices down, we got to get things back to the stores, we got to get people to be able to have a stronger dollar to buy stuff with. This goes on and on, right? And it's like it's it's like I said, it's not a magic wand, but gee whiz, it may be the closest thing any president's ever really had to a magic wand. And all he's got to do is say, I let you drill again, and this kind of thing. 
And that's all it's got to do. And, um, and, and that, would, that would head off the nefarious plans of Vladimir Putin and MBS. But you see how they want to hide behind this stuff? Oh, man, it's the, the nefarious plans. We can't do anything about it. They're just trying to help Republicans. And Republicans are doing Oh, my gosh. It goes on and on, doesn't it? Let's continue with the, uh, with the audio. Uh, but I also want to say, Pamela, that the other really important thing that I have been saying for a very long time since gas prices started going up is this is why we need the transition to clean energy. We do not need to be dependent on these dictators around the world for production of oil. The sooner we make this transition, the better. Stop it- right there. The sooner that we, we don't need to be dependent on these dictators. Here's my question. Who wants to be dependent on dictators? Nobody does. And we don't have to be. Representative Jayapal, you've got to know this. I mean, honestly, you've got to be able to see the reality of this. The reality is... Remember, I think, can we get the effect back? I think we can. What's the reality? We have oil. That's that we do. We do have oil. We do have oil. And we have like our own oil that we don't need oil from Putin. And we don't need oil from uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, per se. So we don't need all that. And we could actually do our own thing. But here's the real thing. The real agenda the real agenda is to get to the incredible transition to electric cars or something like that. And Representative Jayapal must also understand that we don't have the infrastructure yet. That's not going to be really practical for a long period of time, a long, long period of time. It's not something that's going to help people right now with their finances, with buying food and stuff like that, that they need um, right now. That's for real. They need to put real food on the table, put real gas in their real gas tanks, and go to their uh, go and do real things. It's not a fantasy land that uh, that uh, that we're all living in here. But do you see? They set up this problem. It's Vladimir Putin and MBS, and they're trying to influence the elections. But they're also keeping us from. But 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 oh, it's almost kind of a good thing, right? Because because we're, we got to get to this transition. Folks, we're just not buying this kind of stuff anymore. This isn't funny any longer. I mean, we're making fun of it here, but it, in the long run, it's not funny. It's not funny. And and people like Representative Jayapal, they're serious as they can be. You know, they'll sit there and decry, oh, oil from dictators. But we have to have an incredible transition. But at the same time, I guess it's let them eat cake because, you know, we, we have oil. We we have oil and, and we could just we could like I don't know drill for oil or something I know it's a ridiculously crazy idea I guess but we could drill for oil. You're listening to Kyle Warren. This is Chicago style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh. Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. Hey, John, I just heard you got a new computer. Congratulations. Thanks. It's the coolest thing. What will you do with your old computer? I don't know. I guess I'll just throw it away. Well, my company just bought new computers, and we decided to donate the old PCs to a place that gives them to local schools. You could do something like that. Seriously, who would want a three-year-old computer? Hey, it might be great for someone else. 
Computers can be refurbished and reused instead of ending up in the trash. By passing it on, you can help the community and the environment. If you're replacing your company's IT equipment or you're finished using your personal computer, pass it on to a local organization that accepts computers. To learn more, log on to epa.gov slash pass it on. This message was brought to you by EPA, Dell, Intel, HP, NEC, Philips, and this radio station on behalf of EPA's Plug Into E-Cycling Partnership. EPA does not endorse any commercial services or products of these groups. For information on all partners, log on to epa.gov slash plug in. In sports, five games were featured in hockey action last year. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. Have you saved a life today? We organize a blood drive at our school. My blood type is O. They really need that. Have you saved a life today? I have cancer, but I make sure all my friends know how important it is to give blood. My blood helps heart patients or accident victims. Have you saved a life today? No, but today, someone's blood saved my son. The American Red Cross. Call 1-800-GIVE-LIFE. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to KyleWarrenShow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Kyle Warren Show. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through, rocketing through the Friday slash weekend edition. And we hope that you're well, and we hope that uh, things are going to go pretty well for you this weekend. And, uh, you know, every morning on the Trucker Highway and Byway Report, the captain and I, Captain Matt Bruce, on the Captain's America Third Watch, we take a look at the weather all over um, the uh, the United States, the lower 48, um, as we tell our trucker friends and driver friends out there uh, what to expect, uh, what you might be running into, and uh, how things are going. And and uh, so that happens uh, um, in the, uh, the fourth segment of the program uh, at 2.45 and 3.45 a.m. We do the Trucker Highway and Byway Report. So I know that there are some places out west. It's been pretty quiet overall um, for the last few days, but I know that we've also had some other things, I mean, other than the hurricane, obviously, going on in different parts of the east and the Midwest. Um, but we're also starting to see some of the uh, falling temperatures now. Um, it just means we're heading in towards the end of the year, and we're going to get into uh, some much colder temperatures so you had to bundle up a little bit. Um, but of course, also when it comes to the hurricane, please don't forget, uh, you want to check out foodforthepoor.org. That's foodforthepoor.org and uh, check them out because of course the Salem stations, Captain Matt Bruce's own Salem station there, AM860, they're partnering, partnering with them. He asked me to tell everybody listening.
listening to the Kyle Warren Show as well. Uh, you can help out. You can uh, make a donation of any size. Anything is welcome, and it will be used um, in order to help others. And so you definitely want to uh, check them out, foodforthepoor.org, uh, special uh, Hurricane Ian relief, and um, many hands make light work, as I said earlier on the uh, on the program. Um, okay, so, uh, oh, by the way, by the way, here I am. As you, many of you know, I'm here in California. Uh, Captain's live on the west on the east coast. I'm here on the west coast every night, and uh, we're going to be start getting start to get, I should say, um, the so-called inflation relief checks starting Friday. This is the middle class tax refund that was approved back in June. Um, Californians, depending, I suppose, on their income levels and so forth, um, are going to be getting checks anywhere from $200 to $1,050 in order to offset, I guess, the the tax, or pardon me, the, uh, the gasoline costs. And um, back when this was being talked about and approved, of course, we talked about it being, uh, you know, buying votes. Uh, Here we go again. You know, Uh, talk about an October surprise. Well, these checks will start going out in October. (laughs) That's when midterms are coming. And, of course, California, in the basic sense, is in no danger of flipping over at this point to, uh, to becoming a red state. Um, But stranger things have happened. And let me tell you this. Um, you know, you still got a huge drain uh, out of California. Uh, people are leaving California. Businesses are leaving California. Uh, they're heading out, um, and uh, California is going to get worse off and worse off. And I think we'll end up raising taxes to a great degree or causing all other kinds of problems because the income level is going to go down. Um, but uh, and and California is going to continue to be in in some pretty big trouble. But never, and and that could spell some political change. Sometimes it has to get so bad that you actually get a a change out of it, um, at least historically. But of course, the idea that well, let's just send out some more money to people—that's that's that's also a a way of trying to shore up um, how bad people really feel um, here in California, even Democrats included, because you know everybody feels it here in California. Everybody knows that things aren't going well. And, you know, this brings me to, I think the stock market today was down, what, 650, essentially approximately 650 points uh, in the, for the Dow Jones after trading, after trading ended earlier today. Uh, you know, these things, and, and this was despite a big jobs report, right? So more and more people are seeing that the economy is starting to really, really falter. And they're spending has remained more or less steady because they've been either running up credit cards or they have been dipping into savings. The question is, how long can that go? And if you, um, you know, see people really begin to start pulling back, that's going to have a major effect. And so, yes, you might get a little bit of of money back ostensibly to uh, fix the gas tax or the fix the gas price problem. But in the long run, are we going to see this really make some kind of big difference other than to make people, some voters, say, okay, well, I got money back from the Democrats. I guess it's okay. 
And I'm, I'm hoping that that's going to be few and far between. I'm hoping most people will simply say, I've had enough of this. We got to make we got to make a, a real change. Well, speaking of somebody who evidently has had enough of it, in a in a different sort of way, this from Newsmax: New York mayor declares crisis, says migrant surge to cost one billion dollars. New York City Mayor Mayor Eric Adams on Friday declared the migrant surge in a, a state of emergency, telling reporters the influx will cost the city about one billion dollars. This is a humanitarian crisis that started with violence and instability in South America and is being accelerated by American political dynamics, Adams said. The majority are adults who cannot legally work in this country. Many are families with school-aged children. Some are in desperate need of serious medical care. We have not asked for this. This was never any agreement to take on the job of supporting thousands of asylum seekers. This responsibility was simply handed to us without warning as buses began showing up. We're going to do what we have to do in New York, but we need to help deal with this crisis that we're facing, he said. Adams is asking for federal and state aid and also pressed Congress to pass legislation to shorten the mandatory waiting period for work papers for migrants. The move comes after a record number of migrants were bussed to the city on September 18th. At least 1,011 asylum seekers arrived in New York, in New York, in New York, that is, between September 16th and 18th, according to city officials. More than 61,000 people are in city shelters now, or near record, said Adams. And arriving families have enrolled 5,500 new students in New York City's public schools. This is unsustainable, Adams said. New York City is doing all we can, but we are reaching the outer limit of our ability to help. Unquote. Texas Governor Greg Abbott and other Republican governors have sent migrants to sanctuary cities, including New York, in protest of the Biden administration's border policies. Uh, Adams apparently tried to reach out to Abbott about plans to bus migrants to the city, but those efforts were turned down, uh, reports the Texas Tribune. Okay, so this is something we've been talking about for a while. We've certainly been talking about it on the radio, and that has to do with the idea that, well, maybe Mayor Adams needs to rescind the declaration that that New York City is a sanctuary city. Maybe Governor Hochul needs to rescind any kind any kind of declaration. Just make it clear that New York State is not a sanctuary state. And because otherwise, what do they expect the actual border towns to do in, for example, in Texas? What do they expect them to do? Are the are the illegal immigrants supposed to just take up residence in those towns, and then the Texas uh, towns can simply deal with it? So Mayor Eric Adams or uh, or Mayor Lightfoot over in Chicago, they don't they don't have to deal with any of this stuff. But yet they can rant and rave and go on and on about stuff, and uh, but they don't it never it never has to affect them. Um, don't forget what Nancy Pelosi said the other day: how the migrants. Uh, should not be sent, I guess, to places like Cape Cod or, you know, uh, wherever Martha's Vineyard or something like that. Because why? Because in her words, remember her words, not ours, her words, they need to be there to pick the crops. I mean, really? I mean, honestly, what year is this, Nancy Pelosi? What are you talking Are you able to discern how, how horrible that really sounds? And so this is, this has been called a political stunt. There's no doubt. Uh, and to a great degree, it is a political stunt, but it is one of those stunts that actually points up the actual problem that is happening. This is not 
about busing immigrants to New York City. This is about the Biden uh, administration border policies showing that having a porous open border where the destabilizing effects uh, you know, of, of, of having no uh, you know, unfettered illegal immigration uh, are just really taking their toll. So, you know, this really points it up. And here's, here's what's scaring them the most, though. What's scaring them the most is that uh, Democrats are seeing how ridiculous these kinds of policies are and how harmful they really can be. And that's what a lot of these uh, Democrat uh, um, uh, government officials are really frightened about. Okay, well, folks, thanks for listening today. Thank you so much. We will see you on the radio tonight, and we will see you right back here next time. Until then, everybody out there around the globe... You're listening to Kyle Warren. Take care out there.